1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
3: A wind rose in the mountains of mist. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time. But it was a beginning. That's got to be our first A-tier. It's gotta be. Rich, no. That's so No, good. no Rich, that's an nice S tier. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Two to Ramble episode. I am one of your hosts, Austin. And I'm the better one, Richard. I'm the... And we're not doing this. We always do this. I'm going to stop myself because we are tier ranking... 40 fantasy book first lines. The best of the best and maybe some of the worst of the worst, but I picked some classics. I picked some modern ones. I pandered to you, Richard, and I picked a lot of Discworld. Wonderful. I love it when
2: you pander to me. Do you really? It makes me feel good. Really? When people give in to my own delusions, (laughs) it makes me feel more powerful, and I like it.
3: Okay, I'll, I'll keep that up. Do there. that more. When I want to get something, you know, if I want exactly. you to increase your red rising ratings, do anything of the sort. That's what you need to do. Okay, I'll, I'll do that because we have a tier list here of S, the top of the top. We have A tier, which is really great first line. Then we have B, C, D, F. So we I have think all people know how a tier list works. But here's what they don't know. Hmm. Because every Tudor Ramble episode has a little special, you know, the bottom of the bottom tier. The yeah. one that nobody wants to be at. One time we had the Kenobi tier. Oh, what a bad show it was. One time we had the Rings of Power tier. Oh. And one time we had the Game of Thrones season eight tier. Oh. This time we have the Wheel of Time season one tier. And I'm not going to fight you on that one. Folks, <laughs> we're very great. Opinion- we're very opinionated on this podcast. <laughs> Shows in general. But now yeah. we're going to be ranking all of these first lines from huge fantasy books most people have heard of, and you've heard of i even picked a couple here that are a little bit more niche and some people haven't heard of and some lines really impressed me that i've never read before all right so these are a mix of stuff we've read and haven't read and some of the first lines will be just one sentence and then a couple other ones i'll go i'll give them a paragraph you know a little breathing room i understand
2: you're you're trying to you're trying to play favorites
3: i got it absolutely am and i have a couple favorites in here and want to get started let's go okay let's go with the first one here we go the very first one we're judging and ranking here and this was in a random order a court of thorn and roses by sarah j mass what do you know about that book nothing okay i see it in the bookstore all the time all the time and i haven't picked it up yet it's so popular yeah and does let's see if this first line captivates you makes you want to read this book because i'm imagining for viewers if they're and listeners, if they're listening and going, hmm, if one of these first lines actually gets you going, mm-hmm. go, go pick up the book and say, Tudor Ramble sent you to this random lady at the library, and she's going to go, who are they? Yeah. Most likely. Some nice free grassroots advertising for our channel. <laughs> That's how we should grow.
2: And speaking of our channel, if you're interested in supporting us and joining our exclusive Discord book club where we talk about a book every month, go ahead and click the Patreon link down below in the description. It's a lot of fun talk with all of you. And support enough. Very, very smooth, Richard. Very
3: smooth. Yep. <laughs> now, this <laughs> first line in A Quarter of Thorn Roses is: "The forest had become a labyrinth of snow and ice." It's good. I'd say C. That was a very C reaction. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. There's nothing particularly uh, wrong with it. Right. We're not judging the prose of the entire book because who knows exactly the, rest of the book is. But just based on the forest had become a labyrinth of snow and ice. What does that evoke out of you? Evoke?
2: I mean, I'm <laughs> honestly, the big thing that comes to my mind is Narnia. Oh. Like, I, I just
3: kind of see the ice queen think. Uh, it for that. Okay. I, I'm not against what you see. I think it's a very average opening line. It's yeah. not like, okay, so don't go to your librarian and say, pick up Thorn and Roses. We're not, you know. We're not advocating
2: for this book. No. It sucks now. It's, it's a terrible. We, we It's just...
3: a C book based on its first line. <laughs> <laughs> we're judging the whole books now yes good so that i agree with you see so has the force had become a labyrinth of snow and ice yeah nothing wrong with it yeah eh. sure i'm sure it's great yeah okay see it's not as good as that
2: first line you read to me a while ago oh, oh yeah he shot he so, shot the woman no the, the white
3: woman first yes what Great a, first. Line. That first line, you're asking so many questions, and it was only what six words? Yeah, exactly. shot the white woman first. What? What? Why did he? And why first? And why did you specify race? Who's after? Woman, yeah,
2: oh, wonderful. White woman implies that there's probably other women of different races in the lineup, and he yeah. chose the white one for so. There's more women. So many questions. That's a great line. All we're saying is
3: Sergey Mess didn't do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the next one, this is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Okay, you ready for this opening line? Mm-hmm. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and having nothing to do. Once or twice, she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversation? Okay, I like this quite a bit
2: especially because it's a book and it's a book talking like, what's the point of a book without pictures or conversation? It, it's you know, also, yeah. To be fair though, I think Alice in Wonderland some of the original copies do have a lot of pictures in it. There, okay. There are more illustrated versions of that book, but still it's kind of funny and ironic to read. That's the first thing you read from it. To me, it's almost like the promise of that is what a younger reader may be read that first line and agree with Alice and going, yeah, what is the purpose? But this book is going to answer. This is the purpose of it. Yeah. So I like it.
3: I'm I'm going with B. I was thinking B as well because this, this very much, I think it's written like the 1800s. Like Alice in mm-hmm. Wonderland's very, well, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is an old classic book and it gives you that hearth feeling, the very comforting, welcoming, and it's a children's story. So the mm-hmm. prose is meant to be simple and grab you and intrigue the kid and Mm -hmm. i think it does its job because if we're judging pros what do you think your standards are for hey this is a good opening line what do you want to hit you in these future ones that will really wow you basically the the a
2: great urge to read on oh yeah that's what the first line is supposed to do
3: yeah set the tone and make me want to read more right now on the spot create a first line for a book Let's see how creative Rich can get in the next five seconds. Okay, I got
2: got one. I'm so ready. I'm so (laughs) ready. The wolf normally chews on the femur first because it has the most meat. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going right. to
1: lie. Uh, that was pretty good.
2: Right. <laughs> Set a tone. Why is why is this
3: the thing? For five <laughs> seconds, I put that above Sarah <laughs> J. That was pretty good, Rich. There you go. Hey. Follow my own advice of uh, tone and question. Tone and question. It's. I think you got it spot on. Tone and question. That's what a first line should do. Yeah. The, this third book is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Ooh, high expectations. Here we I, go. I've been
2: wanting to read this book for a
3: while. Let's see. Does, let's see if this grabs you, makes you want to read it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shadow had done three years in prison. He was big enough and looked don't fuck me, don't fuck with me enough that his biggest problem was killing time. That's a good one. Ooh. That definitely sets
2: tone. It sets tone, and I want to know more about Shadow. Like, ooh. I'm I'm thinking somewhere like bottom A top of B.
3: I was going top of B in my inner monologue there. Okay. I'm fine with top of B for now. Okay, because it you're asking some questions That's a great tone. Uh, yeah, it's Shadow had done 3 years in prison. He was big enough and looked don't fuck with me enough. That his biggest problem was killing time. So it's introducing this character immediately. There's a grittiness to it. There's a hmm. There's also just a cool factor of
2: mm-hmm. wh- who is this character? He, so so in, killing time it's, it's setting up this badass character and then also kind of relaxed Of yeah. he's just trying to chillax he's just
3: trying to waste time Yeah, I like it a Solid top of B top mm-hmm. of B for sure okay this next one Rich this is Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb I've read the book the Farseer trilogy mm-hmm. you've read it so you know the first so, do you remember what it was It's probably a long time ago it was probably it was a while ago <laughs> this is the opening line because I'm trying to pick some classics and some newer books and mix mm-hmm. them around Oh, well, wasn't Assassin's Apprentice the '90s? Or, Here, or, yeah. M- mind if I read this
2: one? Oh yeah, go pick it up off the shelf, Richard. I Why can don't you pick ya? this off the shelf and oh, read the okay. first line?
3: Flip that one open. All right. I'm still very impressed by the wolf's femur thing. That was <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> actually arrogant. Assassin's Apprentice was in my mind oh.
2: for a second. All right. A history of the six duchies is a is of necessary. Ugh, God, I'm gonna try it again.
3: Pulling at you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a history. I, of... I,
3: before you go on, I held myself back from making fun of you because I went, no, I cut you off
2: at the past. <laughs> I have to make fun of you first <laughs> before you make fun of me. Say the
3: stupid line.
2: Let's just a history of the six duchies is of necessity a history of its ruling families, the Farseers. Did you want to con-
3: we can t- continue? No, on? no, that's that's good. Okay. Yeah, stop right there. That's that's the first sentence, right? Yeah. That's what I had down on my sheet okay. as well. Can I toss it? You know, it doesn't grab me that much. I'm sure it's a great book. I think, it it, I think it's a good first line. It
2: sets two things. Of One, it's yeah. about the nobility, its grandness of history. So you're getting a grand fantasy novel, which is Go through up the, the tone. necessity of the history of its ruling families. And I think the title of The Farseers. Mm-hmm. Is enough of an interesting grab of like, that's a very specific name that I am curious on like why are they called the Farseers?
3: So I think it is adequate. It's it's, very good. I'll give you adequate. It didn't blow me away. Sure. It's uh, it definitely sets up. It's a hit. It, it sets your tone for you're looking for. You're gonna get some world building. Yeah, I will say though, Robin Hobb is one of the
2: greatest living authors. Uh, prose wise, prose and storytelling.
3: She she's fantastic. Oh, so. I'm sure the rest of the books written phenomenally. Yeah, But would you agree with me with saying this is more of a C? I'll
2: I'll I'll agree to top a C. Top I may C. even want to put it up to bottom a B.
3: But. We'll have to argue vitriolically later. Is, mm-hmm. it, that, is vitriolic the, the word I was looking for? I've been trying to expand my vocab lately. Is I guess it, it's a word, yeah. Uh, 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 okay, the next one, this book now, The Black Tongue Thief. I like this book. By Christopher Buhlman. Did I say his name correctly? I'm sure Woman. I did. yeah, Yeah. You like this book? Hold on a minute. You want to try this as well? I want to try this oh, one. Oh, oh. Dwight, uh, right I there. I got it this... on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first line of the Black Tongue Thief, Richard. Give it to us. I know this one's good. Oh, it's very good. My God, there's a lot of pictures. All
2: right. I was about to die. Worse. I was about to die with bastards. Not that I was afraid to die, but maybe who you die with
3: is important.
2: I, I gotta give it a little, little three here because it, it's like that stagnated, it,
3: yes sentences. Oh, absolutely. And I'm I'm cutting you off A here. That's that's <laughs> great. That's it's, so simple and effective. And I want to read it. Here's the thing. First line, like I was about to. Die. It's
2: simple. Yeah. And I've I've seen it before. I like. The thing that makes it really good is that second line. Worse, Worse I was, was about, about to, to die. Oh, with... I thought we were going at the same time. Yeah, Go do it again. Ready? W- now you make me not want to do it. <laughs> it was like we were in sick. Worse, I was about to, to die, die with, with bastards.
3: bastards. There
2: you go. <laughs> so that does it for me. It gives you a good idea of who the character is. You've got question of, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of a gritty character, gritty world. Yep, yep. And something. That the character values something more than life itself mm. and death. And so I like it. It's interesting. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think I'd put it A tier.
3: I'd say in B. Give me top of B. I'll give you top of B. All right, top of B. Because that As someone who hasn't read The Black Tongue Thief, mm-hmm. that line when I was writing this out made me want to read it. That got me In many good. ways,
2: knowing your type of reading... Yeah. Preferences. I think you would really like the Black Tongue Thief. It oh, has sure. a very similar, uh, short staccato, um, writing style that you like from Red Rising. Red so, Rising does a lot of ch- uses choppy sentences effectively in the pacing, yeah. of the story.
3: Black Tongue Thief does does a lot of similar things that way. And I'd say it properly set that up with the first three sentences being cut, 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 mm-hmm. and fast paced, getting yeah. you in that action right away.
2: He's also, this was, he's a horror author, and so this was his first fantasy book, and it shows. He does a great horror, horror horrific descriptions of things. That's sweet.
3: Okay. Kind of like a, I don't know how comparable this is, but Peter Jackson filming Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. was his first fantasy before, he just did horror films. I know he's not an author, but he gave that horror aspect of Fellowship of the Ring where you got this Really cool Peter mm. Jackson uh Peter Jackson Middle-earth that gave his sure. extra twang on it that made it more real and put it alive. So I, I'm sure he does a similar thing in Black Tongue Thief where he it brings a unique horror aspect to the fantasy world. I wonder if that's it's an interesting thing that I'm not a big fan of horror
2: movies in general. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite thing. However, I love like people like Sam Raimi. When he does, like, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is so, I just, is it something about horror directors that, like, they have, when they are doing horror movies, they learn these certain techniques that maybe other directors don't pick up? Uh. Because Sam Raimi's one of my favorite directors out there, just because the camera shots are just so creative and fun and really get an emotion out of you. I wonder if that comes from the horror genre. So, like, I really enjoy The Black Tongue Thief. It's clearly because of the
3: horror influences. Yeah. So I like the influence of horror, but not horror itself. (laughs) Maybe there's something to be said about someone who dives, they're already a professional author and they have Mm. a great background in whatever they're doing, romance or thrillers and whatnot, and they dive into a new genre. Mm -hmm. To have range like that is incredibly impressive because Stephen King, I think the most impressive thing about him is his range. Sure. Oh, and his speed. And its quality, probably. just range, all, speed, all of it. All yeah. of it is great to have, but the fact that Dark Tower, which we have yet to read, well, it's included in here. We'll read the first line from it. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a there's a new spin that authors like Stephen King when he's writing a fantasy book for the first time. When he does stuff like it and all the stuff in the past and The Shining, but now he's doing a fantasy book. You bring a new what is it? A new gravitas, a new a new it, set a, of apples. It's a new
2: angle. Yeah, often genres have weaknesses so for example fantasy is typically known for not being great at romance and so it would be good to have a romance author go Mm. into the fantasy space and you fill you fill a hole where in in that genre that it is maybe with fantasy typically maybe doesn't do as good a description and getting that guttural emotion out of you Mm. but horror always does so I think that's just mostly it's a fresh angle that you don't see often. Yeah, I agree with you. But are you calling fantasy authors nerds? Yes, of course they are. Like
3: Like us. They're geeks. They're not nerds. Sci-fi
2: authors are nerds.
3: Hold on now. Hold on. Let's define define our terms here. So we're defining nerd
2: as what? School and intellectual smart. Okay, okay, okay. Mainly in terms of scientific inquiry, Matt, like that kind of intelligence. Geeks are fascinated with pop culture and are obsessed with superheroes with fantasy. That that's so what camp would you say we lie in?
3: Both we we kind of No, we're geeks.
2: We're geeks over nerds. If between us two, yeah, I lean more nerd than you, you lean more geek than me. But we're both more geeks.
3: Okay. And since we define I think I agree with you.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with you We're both mostly geeks. Like I have you're a little you're, bit of nerd in me. Right. You have a bit more geek.
3: Like you're me. a B-tier nerd. I'm a C-tier nerd. Sure. And then I'm a B-tier geek. <laughs> you're a C-tier geek. Let's get back Let's to that. Let's math the book. this out. <laughs> Everything must have a system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next book we have is The Blade Itself by Joe Abercrombie. Okay. Do you want to pull it off the shelf and read it this time? I do have the, it written right here.
2: Do I? I know
3: I got it You on got, the got it somewhere, somewhere up here. There we go. Oh, okay. You want me to? Oh, let me pull it's this off. Nice to guy pull it up. off it, the shelf. It is nice. It's it's nice in your hand. Okay, because I I skipped past the prologue in this one because I selected between the prologue and chapter ones, t- whichever one was more interesting is mm-hmm. what I started it with. Let's see what we got here. Um, oh, a lot of prologue. Yep, yep, yep. Pages, pages. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Logan plunged through the trees. Bare feet slipping and sliding on the wet earth, the slush, the wet pine needles, breath rasping in his chest, blood thumping in his head. He stumbled and sprawled onto his side, nearly cut his chest open with his own axe, lay there panting, peering through the shadowy forest. Real good. Good and effective. Good and effective. and effective. Joe Abercrombie, we're giving you A. Say it, Richard. A B. Yeah, we're giving a B. Well, we're sticklers, though. We're sticklers, okay? We're waiting to save those A's and S's because the A's and S's won't mean anything if we're just giving them out all the time, like candy, okay? Yeah, no, uh, A, the A
2: tier stands for A Disc Amazing.
3: World Book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to something else. Okay, so we're going B tier. Where are we going? Above Black? No, below Black hunt Thief. Come on. Come on. Right below that guy. Right below that guy. Uh, fine. Yeah, all right. There we go. Oh. Okay, there it goes. Next one we have is Aragon. Mm-hmm. by Christopher Paolini. Okay? Here we go. Wind howled through the night, carrying a scent that would change the world. A tall shade lifted his head and sniffed the air. He looked human except for his crimson hair and maroon eyes. Very solid. Solid? I would say solid. I, I think we're going s- uh, to Bottom B. I was going to say bottom B because it's very solid. I, I haven't read Aragon myself. Um, I know it's more YA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's more YA, I'd definitely give it the because It's hitting that tone. See, you read the line. Yeah. I don't know what you said. <laughs>
2: I It it went in one ear and out the other. I'll be honest. I, I heard nothing. I think that's not a book. That's a you problem. It could be a me problem. Like, I know oh, it well, was a good...
3: Read it again well, for me because I
2: don't remember let's the line at all. Okay.
3: And also for listeners out there, let us know what your favorite line is too. And if we if I missed one of them, because I think I pulled up a good collection so far. I'm gonna mm. We're going to get to our Desk World books, of course. I don't yeah. But here it is again. You ready? I'm ready this time. Wind howled through the night, carrying a scent that would change Richard forever. A tall shade. I was just seeing if you were listening. I was, so you were listening. I was listening to this time. Uh, okay, that wasn't the real thing. That would be a little weird. Okay. Wind howled through the night, carrying a scent that would change the world. A tall shade lifted his head and sniffed the air. He looked human, except for his crimson hair and ruined eyes. Now that i read it, bottom again, of the sea. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put it above uh, thorn, thorn, thorns of glass. Fine. Okay, right right in between. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. satisfied right. with that. Our next one. Oh, boy. I'm re- okay, before I say what the next one is, can I read it, no matter what it is? No, because I could s- see the screen, too. <laughs> no! <laughs> I can read. All right, it's the Eye of the World book,
2: What a Wheel of Time, by Robert Jordan. How much can I get this on just memory? Okay,
3: on memory, I'll cr- I'll say the real one after you do it based on memory, okay? Okay. Here we go. This is Richard off of memory. No, nothing's in front of you. I can promise you there's nothing on the screen Richard's yeah. looking at. Go ahead. He he wouldn't let... He would catch me in that oh,
2: way. I- the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. Um, an age once before. Um, shoot. Yeah, I the, lost it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, you uh, had the rhythm. Go it. again. Start it, start it over. Come on. I believe okay. in you. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. And, uh, when legend fades to myth, myth fades, uh, Damn it, I forgot it. <laughs> it's okay. It hurts. It's... I've read the line so many times. You've read it so many times, but uh okay. It, it, okay Go you ahead, ready?
3: you read it. <clears throat> the wheel of time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legends fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age called the Third Age by some. An age yet to come, an age long past. A wind rose in the mountains of mist. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the Wheel of Time, but it was a beginning. That's gotta be our first A tier. It's gotta be. Rich, no. That's no, so good. No, Rich, that's an S tier. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, as much as uh, everyone's seen on the channel, I'm the stickler for Wheel of Time. That's my thing. I'm a little downer. Rich, that's a great opener. (laughs) It's a great one. I'm not letting you get away with appeasing me with an A. I'm giving you the S on that. Thank you. Listen, it might not be top of S. There's better out there. But that is just, it gets you in the field. It's... It's, it's, a so fa- it's a fantastic opener. The big gravitas. Like, it's just, Rich. you
2: know, it sets the tone of exactly yes. what you're getting it's into. It's going to.
3: Nice. Yeah. I love it. You know exactly what we're getting into. some Something about the pros there in that paragraph. You know, I don't love Robert Jordan's prose beyond like all, you know, some of the info. Like that. Sure. We can talk. When, when we do our real time reviews, you can see that. But as an opener, mm-hmm. oh, that is crafted. It gives you the epicness and the scope of the world, the sentence structure. Something about it makes you—it uh, gives you that, uh, I don't want to say Lord of the Rings feel, but just the— It's poetic rhythm. Po- yeah, the poetic rhythm and the epic grand scale. You're ready to—you you read that first paragraph, you're like, all right, this is a 14-book-long series. Yeah. You're you're diving in, and the way it's written—the can, can, oh, wheel time turns and ages come and pass— Leaving memories that become, long. oh, the poetic rhythm and the way it repeats words from the previous sentences, which and it reemphasizes going the whole idea of the wheel. Yes. Exactly. So it's the whole sen- The whole paragraph structure itself is reemphasizing what the wheel is. That's freaking mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Robert Jordan. Se- props to you on not that. Only- I can't believe you said A. <laughs> you get exposed <laughs> live on camera.
2: But it, it sets a tone but also has plenty of questions of you're instantly like, what is this world? of the turning of the wheel of mm-hmm. time. It so you go, Okay, this is a cyclical world where like the beginning and endings, like they're instantly tons of questions. Totally with you. And I just love the ending of uh the wind the winds blew through the uh through the uh, mountains of mist. But it
3: was not a beginning. Yeah. yeah, There, there are no beginnings or endings ending. to the wheel of time, but it, but was, it was a
2: beginning. beginning.
3: Ooh, Ooh, love great. it, love it. so good. And the repetitive structure, fantastic, fantastic opener. Yep. And now we're gonna follow that up with Fourth Wing, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Which we I haven't d- even read the book. We we haven't, but we've seen it so much on Book Talk. Yeah, and we just know it gets memed a lot. We're gonna have to read that eventually. Yeah. So Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. You ready for this? Because you've yep. never heard this first line before. I don't got this one on the shelf. Conscription Day is always the deadliest. Maybe that's why the sunrise is especially beautiful this morning. Because I know it might be my last. Very, it's good. very. Uh, I'm saying C. Yeah. I'm not even saying bottom C. I'd say above Aragon. I think so. Yeah. I remember it's... it. The first time you read it,
2: <laughs> like it's, it's in the head. Yeah.
3: Aragon went through my head. I don't know. Well, I think that was just... You were like, eh, I'm done with Austin. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just shut him out for a couple seconds. You have a really strange thing where you can mute your ears at certain points of time. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I get through talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I don't think that's a... That's a solid opener. Yeah. Not, nothing else to add there. Of control. It also gives you very much... I'm getting a... Uh, the pro style I'm getting is like Maze Runner. I'm getting... Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah, YA type feel Aragon type. It's very similar to the Aragon of hey, conscription day is always the deadliest. That's why it's it's got that not, almost teenage angst. Here's the thing: it's
2: it sets a tone that I've seen before. Yeah, nothing wrong with it, and it gives me a plot question like it's, mm-hmm. but it's a very over the head, like beating over the head question of like conscription day. There's the the plot thing to look at. And it's not as fun and playful as subtle. Like the fun thing with Wheel of Time one is it's setting you up and it's getting you to question the world. Not necessarily it's not a plot start, it's a world starter. Right. With um a lot of these other ones, Black Tongue Thief, it is a character starter. You're starting and you get to learn a little bit about the characters. A lot of the YA ones, normally it's like oh, a thing has happened, and here's what's going to happen next. I guess I'm more interested in the world and character starters than the specific plot starter.
3: I see that. So you, your classics are going to be more your world starters, it seems like, rather than your, hey, your your, your maybe your first-person point of view, you like less because you're getting right in the character.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. The thing is, I don't know how true that is. It's just a... Preference? I'm wondering if that's a preference yeah. or just a pattern. Okay.
3: Well, this next one, <laughs> we're about to pull you back in, Rich. You ready? An- another S tier? Maybe it's uh, "Going Postal" by Terry Pratchett. This oh, is yeah. our next one, okay? And this is this is uh, well, this was a prologue, the nine thousandth year prologue in "Going Postal." Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will say before I read this line, this is the worst of the four Discworld books. Not no, not Discworld books. The worst opener, the worst opening. Line compared to the rest. All right. I st- we're it's starting one of my favorite discs. No, books, not period. not the book itself. I haven't read the book. I know. I'm just saying the opening line. It gets better after this. Okay. Okay. Here's what it is: the flotillas of the dead sailed around the world on underwater rivers. Lovely. <laughs> and that's it. that's the worst of them. It gets better, but that's still a great <laughs> opener. The flotillas of the dead sailed around the world on underwater rivers. it's fascinating. It's just poetic. It, it, the
2: words flow together so well. It gives me questions about the world. I love it. Um, though I will say, I think, to be fair. Be fair
3: now. It's, it is Terry. It is our guy, Terry. Bottom of A. Maybe Th- top of B. There, there's nothing in A, so it will just be A right now. I know. <laughs> but we'll push it
2: down. I, I can uh, see it.
3: I'm Yes, bottom of A. I think okay. a lot of things will go above it in A. Mm-hmm. But you got to give it the A. And I'm telling you, that is the worst of the four openers that yeah. I have. Okay, so here we go. The next one is a Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. And again, so when I was picking the opening lines, I for this one, I picked. A, I skipped the prologue and picked chapter one. I picked the more iconic opener mm-hmm. because you know, so there's preludes, prologue, chapter ones. So this one for A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin is: The morning had dawned clear and cold, with a crispness that hinted at the end of summer. Man. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's
2: sim it's simple classic. In in many ways, it sets the opposite tone of what Game of Thrones really is. Oh, <laughs> now would you say it gets, it, it, it's reminiscent
3: calm. reminiscent of like 1984's opener, like the clock struck thirteen, and there was a it, it describes the weather. It's a, that weather mm-hmm. opener of oh, it's describing the clear and cold Christmas that hinted at the end of somewhere. Hmm. I just think it's well written. Yeah, it's
2: it's mostly just. Yeah, I don't know. This goes against everything we were talking about of, oh, it should set the tone and it should leave you questions. This, I don't think, does either, but I
3: still like it. You know what might be the reason we're thinking that is our our information, our preconceived information about Game of Thrones is we know there's plot twists Mm -hmm. and we know it gets crazy. So maybe the reason the sentence works is it sets up that you think classical fantasy and the twist hit all the harder like, oh maybe. Be- but may- I think it's also just well-written. Well, yes. It's, yeah, the morning had dawned clear and cold with a Christmas that hinted at the end of summer. But let's not let our bias of what Game of Thrones is to influence the score, because I don't think it's A worthy. Bottom B? Yeah. Yeah, bottom of B. It's, it's definitely good, but the book as a whole is obviously going to be mm-hmm. a lot different than the... Just the opener. Mm-hmm. Go bottom of B, okay? We're settling there. Fair enough. Because the next one we got... Is a banger. I'm giving my bias already. This one has been yeah. frequently commented when on our
2: last video talking about best opening lines. Yeah, we had videos. This like is that. frequently
3: one of the comments mm-hmm. that kept popping up. This is Dark Tower, The Gunslinger by Stephen King, the Dark Tower series. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed.
2: Perfect. I'm I'm honestly just gonna go with S tier. The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. I love the gunslinger. One, the question: the man in black. Here's the question that I love: that yeah. this sets up. Who is our protagonist? The man in the black or the gunslinger? You don't know. Well, who who's the hunter? Who's the hunty? Well, like the, I the, like,
3: the title would assume, it's the gunslinger. <laughs> I eh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get but you. But just from that first
2: line alone, like if I'm not looking at the title of the book, yeah. I could be in either camp, and I love, like, who are we following, the hunted or the chased? Like, Yeah. That's a good question. It's so
3: short and to the point. It does a lot. I love it. The man in black fled across the desert to gunslinger and followed. I, I've heard it so much that maybe I'm mute to it at this point, but I think it is an S tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, the, the excitement, I've heard the line so often quoted as a phenomenal opener that maybe mm-hmm. I'm just a, uh, what what is it? What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Numbed, uh, numb, numb to the greatness. Sure, but yeah, I'll I'll go S year with you because I think it is incredible. It's fantastic. And going back to Stephen King being one of those authors who this was his fantasy series. He he does it pretty much everything, every genre. How many books has he written? You think at this point? I I think he's written more than Terry Pratchett himself. Maybe let's see. He has written. It says over 65. My uh, it says all 75. It's 65 to 75 depending on what you count. Yeah, that's more than Terry. It's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Do and those are thickum books. Do you think too? Sanderson will ever write more than Stephen King in his whole career? No. Cuz Stephen King is still writing. But Sanderson's younger. Sanderson's 47. He is, but Ho- Hold I don't on think now. He has that. I'm seeing Sanderson has published a total of 71 books, including, though, short stories, novellas, and so forth. So it depends what you count. Sure. But full novels, it looks like it's 32. Maybe. Maybe he'll overcome them. But I, for some reason, doubt it. There's also, since he's doing fantasy, he typically writes longer books. Yeah. And they're chonkers. Great chonkers. Go to your librarian and say, you picked up Way of Kings from Tudor that's, that's We do approve that, for sure. We do approve of that book. All right, next one we have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. This one's by Have you ever heard of J.K. Rowling? J- hmm. Rowling. Ra-
2: uh-huh.
3: Who is this person? I don't know, but here's the opening line: little, uh, little no-name author. Yeah, she's she's some uh, she has some comments online or something. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Mister and Missus Dursley of Number Four Privet Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. I love that line. I do too. I love that opener. I, I Thank you very much at the end. uh,
2: It's very great.
3: Perfect way to do it. Mr. And Mrs. Dursley of number four, Privet Drive. We're proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. It's, you know, the sentence is wrong. They're, you know, they're not normal. It's insinuate. You can read the way you say it out loud. Mm -hmm. It's written in such a way, you know, the way she intends you to say it and think Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be said. And that's a sign of, look, fantastically written line an opener there's a reason why it's like the most successful series ever yeah hug no. people immediately I, uh, I gotta say I gotta say S yes, tier. regardless of like uh, if you like I the Harry Potter I below Stephen it? King though <clears throat> okay. I put it below the gunslinger okay <sighs> but yeah I I, agree. I love this line I go back to chapter one of Harry Potter to read it and go like how to make a first chapter and just like the, how to craft one um Regardless, I, I haven't even read the full Harry Potter books. It's just, there's a reason it's so successful. There's a reason it grabbed an audience.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, we're both with us here. Okay, I'll give you below, Gunslinger. But that's that's masterful. It's so good. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yep. Two back-to-back ones. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The Hobbit by J.R.R. R. Tolkien. I wonder what our thoughts will be on this, folks. Ready for some controversy. Okay. Uh, every time we read this, it's fantastic. You ready? Mm-hmm. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell, nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down on or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I just want to curl oh, up the... in a rocking chair next to a hearth. It's so good that I would even curl up relatively close to you like several feet away but i would i would be okay being in the same room if that was read to me with you same room as me
2: for recreation rather than Mm. business a
3: giant wall in between us
2: okay i'm i'm even more comfortable with just a physical partition of
3: like a curtain i didn't go far as a curtain hop it's that good i'll give you that we'll do a curtain like one of those hospital curtains yeah exactly let's let's do that (laughs) so (laughs) This is, I mean, where in S are we putting it? Oh uh, so we're it's you know what it's above Gunslinger, is I it above Eye of the World? Uh, I think so.
2: I think so as well. I think so. Now I'm wondering how much of that is just my love for Tolkien. It's picking up on my nostalgia, but like, w- as mm, it sets the perfect tone, it gives you so many. Qu- it does everything you want. But Wheel of Time is your favorite series. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. Different types of love. Okay. Wheel of Time is like most exciting and it's this complicated series of emotions where Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit just give me this comfort feeling that nothing else does other than maybe Terry Pratchett. So it just (sighs) picks up on those comfort feelings. And that's different.
3: I also got a hot take that's not really a hot take, but of the Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit books, The Hobbit's my favorite. Really?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
3: Like if we're to go Hobbit Fellowship, Two Towers, I think The Hobbit. Well, Lucille Marillion is my favorite book. Well, The History of Middle-Earth
1: Part 4 is my
3: favorite book, as we're literally mocking ourselves because <laughs> yeah. actually they're off screen. But I,
2: I really enjoy The Silmarillion.
3: Okay, which is your favorite? It the Hobbit, great. Fellowship, Two Towers, or Return of the King? Mine legitimately is The Hobbit. I think The Two Towers. Wow, okay. I think so.
2: Not, some, not movie
3: wise book wise
2: oh yeah, yeah. movie wise it's my least favorite uh, it's your lord of the rings right. movie it's, it's the
3: lowest 10 out of the 10 out Which, of 10 in They're all 10s. honesty yeah.
2: that may be the reason why i dislike <gasps> uh. the movie in comparison because it was my favorite book and i feel like it's the movie that did the book
3: worse when you say dislike you're saying it's a 9.5 instead of a 10 of course right sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I watched the extended edition (laughs)
2: recently and I was mildly upset.
3: (laughs) The books and movies are perfect. Stop it. (laughs) The Hobbit's also good. The book hobbits fantastic. Okay. I'm just saying
2: next time you watch like your extended edition Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. So tomorrow. Extended edition fellowship. Standard regular cinema cut two towers. Than extended edition of uh, Return of the King. Also That's de- the
3: correct viewing. It also depends so much. We've watched Lord of the Rings together like what twice now, f- fully. Yeah. Like and then separately, I've watched it like another dozen times in you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it depends who you're showing it with as well. Of course, watch all the extended editions if you're a super fan. You just want to watch all the stuff. That's always the correct recommendation. But I was showing it to someone who hasn't seen it for the first time. And for example, the Fellowship extended edition affects the tone, affects the pace big time. So it's better for a non-fan to go, hey, just watch the theatrical cut for Fellowship to make them become an obsessive fan. Mm-hmm. and adding those extra scenes like you know just watching the elves go back and frodo and sam having that scene that little extended cut scene isn't necessary for the plot and what the movie is doing but it's so great for all the book fans and for the huge lore fans and it's amazing but if you're trying to get someone in I-, I would say you're you're right for the most part
2: the cinema cut is the best version of the lord of the rings to the most people
3: right to the large audience then when you get extended you're like Oh, yeah. Give me those extra scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're doing Hobbit top of us. Uh, above Eye of so. the World. I'll put it Above Eye of the World. Yeah. it's It doesn't get much better than that. But maybe there is. There's actually a good Terry Pratchett book yeah. in there. Yeah. There's a Terry Pratchett one that had uh, me die. Okay. 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 I'm excited. Y- here's the next one. This is Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark. Ooh.
2: I liked the Piranesi. The author of Piranesi.
3: Okay. Okay, I'm I have Here. high expectations for this one. Okay, here's here's the opening line. Some years ago, there was in the city of York a society of magicians. They met upon the third Wednesday of every month and read each other long, dull papers upon the history of English magic.
2: I really like it.
3: I like it too. I like it. It, it gives me uh, yeah. it gives me Pratchett vibes. I'll, ooh. Uh, the spe- the specificity the specific the of specificity the specificity of saying they met wa- the third wednesday of every month just yeah it's such a minutia detail that is purposely put in there obviously to make mm-hmm. it have that charm yeah the making it very trivial yeah.
2: and mon- it it gives a sense of it being very mundane
3: and, and emphasizing, yeah, emphasizing the minutiae mm-hmm. m- is what makes it spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a, I think top so. of A above going postal. Uh, behind going postal. Well, remember what going postals was? It was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was like the the underwater river gave some world building. I think this one does better with tone. I I think it just pulls you a little, bit, a little bit. There's gonna be more Terry Pratchett's. Trust me on this one. Man, I feel just in
2: such a forgiving mood wow. today. This yeah. is wonderful. Mm. Don't
3: I don't feel very combative today. Oh, that's that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is a book that I had actually never heard of, but it was on a list of like, mm-hmm. hey, this this first line you should read. This is by Peter S. Bagel. It's called The Last Unicorn. Have you heard of this? No, actually. So this is, here's here's the opening line. Very simple. The unicorn lived in a lilac wood, and she lived all alone. Well, that's a good line. Solid B. Solid B. Solid B. I think we're putting this one at a a below Joe Abercrombie's plate itself. I think so.
2: I could see people putting it above it. Where we're we're guys that like action heavy books. I think we're going to give an edge to jogger and that's our personal preference.
3: Wait, could you say that again? You like action heavy books? Could- I do like action books. I'm a guy. Oh, I like action books. Okay, it's good. Just, just you make fun of me for yeah, because I say you
2: only like action books. I say I like it as well. Right, right. There's a difference. Yeah, you're, you're you're putting me in an archetype,
3: like exactly. You're pigeonholing me.
2: Exactly. I'm making you into a straw man. Right. Oh, exactly. the The funny thing is that you fit it more
3: so than you should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one is "The Eyes of Locke Lamora" by Scott Lynch, Gentleman Bastards series. A great okay? book. The opening line is. By the way, yeah. I, oh. As of recording. Oh, here we
2: go. This is the book that we're doing for our book club of the month for November. 2023.
3: In our exclusive Patreon If Discord you want to You can't plug it twice I in a video. I can totally plug it twice. That's not- we
2: can plug it as many times as we want. If we want to upload a video that's just us saying over and over and over again, join our Patreon. Join For an our an hour Patreon, and a half. We could totally do that. We have the complete freedom to do so. We do.
3: We it's, can I kind of just realized like you, you, you know when you just hit the age of five or six and you just have consciousness all of a sudden mm-hmm. that's what that felt like right there
2: no that that's the that's the adult moment where you realize that you can buy birthday cake anytime you want it doesn't have to be your birthday
3: yeah and yet you don't no but that option's there always I for some reason don't eat turkey other than Thanksgiving which is a crime yeah turkey oh i have turkey bacon but Like, I never get a turkey other than... You could get turkeys whenever you want. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Why do we do that?
2: It's a terrible thing to cook. It's hard to cook. Also, controversial take. Uh, Turkey is one of the worst meats. White meat. Dark dark meat turkey is good. But there's no flavor in turkey. Turkey tastes like nothing. The reason... So when you cook a whole turkey... All of the flavor drips out, and it tastes dry, it tastes bad. What you've got to do is, all that flavor in the bottom is you turn that into a gravy, and then you put the flavor back on. So you're taking all the flavor that came out of the turkey and on, back on top of the turkey.
3: Well, yeah, you got to have turkey with gravy.
2: I know, but I'm just saying, anyone who's trying to come up with a recipe of, like, how do I make a flavorful turkey? Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not going to make a flavorful turkey. Don't try and like figure out a weird convoluted way. It's always going to taste dry and not that great. Just figure out how to make a really good gravy. Don't try and make a
3: good. I turkey. feel like we should have a Tudor Ramble cooking channel. We should. Comment down below. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> line, oh, have you said the line of Liesl Lamore yet? No, I didn't. No. Okay, no. you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Turkey. Okay, turkey. I'll get that on my head. Here we go. This is the line for Liesl Lockmore. At the height of the long, went wet summer of the seventies. 76- I'm going to start that over. This is a this is a tough one to read. Hold on now. Okay, <clears throat> ready again? At the height of the long, went-wet summer of the 77th year of Sendovini, the thief-master of Camor, paid a sudden and unannounced visit to the eyeless priest at the temple of Perilandro, desperately hoping to sell him the Lamora boy. As much as it was difficult to read at first, I like it. It's a little winded for me. It's, it, yes, it's winded and hard to read, but I like the content of selling the Lamora boy. And, like, get, obviously giving you a lot of names you're not supposed to know to mm-hmm. intrigue you on the the scope of it. Yeah. I like it. I just don't love it. That seems like a top of C thing. I think so. Well, I'll stick with you there. Because it was, didn't the The pro structure didn't like you know captivate and go boom boom, partially because of my terrible reading, but take That's that aside, pro. take that aside, okay this next one is uh, we're gonna have a con- competition here to see where this goes in next tier. Mm-hmm. the fellowship of the ring by this guy jur token jur like two hours like jur like burr like money goes burr, token goes jur, <laughs> okay, I'm all right, ready for this mm-hmm. When Mr. Bilbo Baggins of Bag End announced that he would shortly be celebrating his eleven-first birthday with a party of special magnificence, there was much talk and excitement in Hobbiton. I think this is below Eye of the World. You're not going to believe me. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing I was thinking. It's real good. It, oh, it's, um, it's great. It, it's like It's hard to get better. But,
2: what gets me to like, I want to read on with Wheel of Time. It gives me a bit more questions. Where this one, it sets a good
3: tone. Well, I'll push back on that. Like the questions it's asking. The 111st birthday. 11-y first. Why is he that old? Yeah. Like, it's a it's a perfect opener line. We're just comparing perfection to other perfection. Exactly. I, mean, I just think
2: now. tone wise. Yeah, yeah.
3: The Hobbit sets it better. No, I, I think the Hobbit. I like the Hobbits opener mm-hmm. better than fellowship i do i think i eye of the even...
2: world gives uh-huh. me that grand scope and far more questions to read on i'll give you that that's
3: where i'm going like okay th- they're they're that's both great. they're both up there they're yeah. both right there. like come on, when mr bill comes back oh oh but yes right below because something about the eye of the world's opener and the not just the prose itself but the the pattern mm-hmm and the punch it gives at the end—it almost feels like a com- that paragraph feels like a complete story. It's, it's so re- good that he kept putting it as first
2: line of all of his books. It's <laughs> true. Every
3: every one opens like Which, that.
1: He's
2: like I'm again. Not- his <laughs> ties into it's a wheel. Yes, it makes sense. And he's—I I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine Robert Jordan likes that he wrote that one. That's the best lot I've written. <laughs> you know. They, run it back. Run it back. I, I ain't using it just once. That's right. the best
3: thing. He it. Phase six. Let's go. Phase two. Do seven. it again. Pump these out, VFX artists. Work overtime. <laughs> uh, we're going right below. Yeah. S tier right below either world. Yeah. I'm buff gunslinger. F- phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This next one we have is a book we both have not read, but are going to after the wheel of time. Yeah. Malazan. You said it correctly. You
2: said it like a book reader. Are you saying I don't read? But. No, no, no. I'm just yeah. saying most people say Malazan if you haven't read the book before, which we haven't. Malazan. So like, That's how I normally hear it is Malazan. That's how I'd look at it. Yeah. But it's Malazan. Oh, okay. You're right. I was going to say. It sounds worse. The, the actual correct pronunciation of it is worse than how many people
3: mispronounce it. <laughs> I prefer the mispronounced version, but with anyway. well, a lot of things, actually, because you kind of get stuck in your ways of how a character name is, and then you hear yeah. it in an audiobook, and you're like, that's not right, but it yeah. is. I, yeah. I got that with a couple Stormlight characters. Oh, same. Like Shalon versus Shallan versus Shalit, Shale- and then Adeline versus uh, Yesna versus Jesna. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there's different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the slide. this is Gardens of the Moon, book one, of the Malesan, Book of the Fallen. <laughs> The stains of rust seemed to map blood seas on the black, pocked surface of Mock's vein. A century old, it squatted on the point of an old pike that had been bolted to the outer top of the hold's wall. Monstrous and misshapen, it had been cold-hammered into the form of a winged demon, teeth bared in a leering grin, and was tugged and buffeted in squealing protest with every gust of wind. Very visually descriptive, I think. Very easy to visualize, right? You agree with me? Like you could really visualize it. I think it belongs in A. I would say bottom of A, but I agree with A. Yeah, let's go, go, go below Terry on that one. Because I'm going like, is it better than Black Tongue Thief? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so it yes,
2: like right off my gut reaction is. Better than Black Tongue Thief. Okay. That's better described where I I, I see that image perfectly. It gives me enough questions. It sets a great tone.
3: It does all that stuff. Very descriptive. That is the key point of that paragraph is to key you in and be like, hey, this is a story all about how my life turned twisted upside down. Okay. We're going to get copyrighted this whole entire thing. Ready? Next one is. Well, mm -hmm. for us to get copyrighted, you would have to sing it correctly and be on key. This one's by John Gwynn. John, hey, shout out to the... uh, The Gwen brothers. Adam and Will. Eh? The second best duo on YouTube. (laughs) They're great. We we need to have them on again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do something. Yeah. We should talk about their dad's
2: work. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a fun little Wait, little rambler, rambler
3: rating of their dad's work in front of them.
2: Oh, like, now here's where your dad did wrong.
3: Okay. <laughs> you, you here's where this. your dad kind of sucks at writing. Yeah. The, uh, for those who don't know, the Gwynn brothers are booktubers like us. Yeah. They, they go and they talk books and they have their own channel. Their dad literally wrote this book. It's mm-hmm. behind, uh, right, uh, right over there. there. Yeah, right there on the yeah. bookshelf. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you love the book, but you just only talked about the bad things. Yeah. (laughs) Here's why he's not as good as Tolkien, okay? (laughs) I
2: I, I gotta do it. I'm sorry.
3: Also, in our exclusive Discord
1: Patreon,
2: we have our Community Book Club, which is actually doing this series, a whole read-through, and they're doing a book club on it just about every other month third time money <laughs> all right i want to see how many i can fit in
3: <laughs> so this is malice by john Gwynn. here's the opening line ready mm-hmm. forest litter crunched under Evnes's feet his breath misting as he whispered a curse he swallowed his mouth dry i i know exactly what you're gonna say here we're going right before right below joe abercrombie Gets, I was gonna say bottom of B personally. Oh, Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, Let's go below Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I agree with you. But very visual gets description.
2: You there. I, I'm. I don't think it has as much of the, you know, the questions. I, I'm not as excited to read on after that first line.
3: I, I'll give you that. Others. Okay. He's mm-hmm. this next one we have is Terry. Oh yeah, Pratchett. Men at Arms. Discworld number fifteen. I haven't read this one actually. I picked two that you haven't actually, read. I bought it. I recently bought it. There it is. Yeah. I picked something you haven't read so you hear these first lines for the mm-hmm. first time, okay? This one is Corporal Carrot, Ankhmork Pork City Guard of the Night Watch, sat down in his nightshirt, took up his pencil, sucked the end for a moment, and then wrote, Dearest Mum and Dad, well, here is another fine turnip for the books, for I have made corporal it means another $5 a month, plus also I have a new jerkin with two stripes as well, and a new copper badge. It is a great responsibility.
2: Now, okay, I know Carrot, so Carrot's from a diff- another Discworld book, okay. and I, lo- I love it. So, on its own, very good. In the context of I know Carrot, the character... I love it even more. It's like, yeah, Carrie, you're doing good for yourself. And it's just that incredibly dumb optimism that's just so endearing. So
3: what are we going to do with this information here?
2: Bottom of A? Yeah. bottom. I'll of a- give you that bottom of A. Bottom of A.
3: I'm feeling you with that because it's it really gets you there. It, gets, mm-hmm. it gives you that... Character's tone and the jovialness and the whimsy of Discworld. It doesn't give you as much of like the
2: questioning on what's going on. It just give, it gives you the a further insight of to one of the main characters. Yeah, and you just get you instantly get the tone of the book, and you instantly get. Oh, who is this character? Because like the, yeah. hey, I got a five dollar a month raise. Yippee! <laughs> this is everything's looking up. Richard raised my editing price. <laughs> I got another five cents in my pocket. Well, I mean, you got another box of pasta. <laughs> I'll, I'll raise you another. You get Let me another of box of uh,
3: penne. <laughs> I get one penny. No, a singular penny. A singular penny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going bottom A for that. Yeah. You ready for the next one? No. What? No. What do you?
2: What do you mean? Tune back in. Same Rambler time. Same Rambler
3: channel. Next week. Wait. So we're gonna do a part two next week. Yeah. Okay.